Hey guys, welcome in. It's the Outspoken Sportscast here. There's your host, Brian, and we got Craig here for you. Craig, I've been with you all week on a route, so I know how your week was. It wasn't too it wasn't too great. It wasn't great. Twelve hour days. Oh, but uh, we got it done, and that's all that matters. So, and we're here for you on the podcast tonight. We got a interesting show for you we got the spotlight of the week which is going to cover up the nfl division winners we're going to give you who we think is going to win the division and then maybe next week we'll 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 cut it back around to going through maybe the playoffs and kind of try and predict what's going to happen as you can see on the ticker down below the nfl division winners is what we're choosing for you we got the headlines of the week we got uh some nba news we got different trades trade talks we got some um we got DeAndre Ayton kind of staying where he is. There's no Deshaun Watson news, but we got some news about uh, the Deshaun Watson story and much, much more right after this, guys. Spotlight, we got the division winners. We're going to predict who's going to win the division. And Craig, going through these, I think some of them are pretty easy. Um, some of them, some of them, there's a division that I don't know how you're going to, you just might as well just pick a name out of a hat and any of those teams could win it. I think we all know what division we're talking about, but let's go ahead and start with AFC North. And I don't know about you, Craig, but this is kind of easy for me. I picked the Bengals to win this division. Bengals coming off the season that they just had. They have, you know, Joe freaking cool, Jamar Chase, this team. What I like about this team is not only that, they assured their offensive line of the offseason. They realized what was missing. They went out and got some help for that. They're a very young team. The talent on this team is young. They're going to be together for a long time. And not only that, the division, all the division got worse. You have, um, you know, the Browns got no quarterback until Deshaun Watson shows back up, and we still don't know when that is, and we we don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in. 
the Steelers quarterback questions, and, and they might have got better because Ben Roethlisberger was bad for the last couple of years of his career, and the Ravens, they have nobody except Lamar Jackson and, and their tight end. They, they got rid of all their weapons. I think they're going to struggle this season as well. Um, we're going to see, and, 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 and this, though, was an easy pick for me. Um, well, we're going to see if the Bengals can do it back-to-back seasons and, and, and show that they are here for real. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, there's absolutely no way um, anybody even challenges them. I think the only thing that stops Cincinnati from winning that division is a injury to one of the top, you know, top guys, uh, you know, Burrow or Chase or a big offensive lineman or something to that effect. Pittsburgh quarterback, they thought they had it kind of figured out with Haskins, and, and that tragedy happens, and then – they just really don't. They have a couple guys that are mid middle of the tier deals. Uh, Baltimore losing Hollywood Brown, and the Browns are in shambles doing Cleveland things. Uh, I just think Cincinnati's a, a, a slam dunk. Uh, I think they win twelve games, thirteen games, and I think they're clear of the division by three or four. I mean, I I, I just I don't see anybody giving them any kind of of deal. Right, and and and. My question mark about the Steelers is obviously at quarterback. If Trubisky can play decent, that defense can win them some games. And so that that might be – they might be a surprise. You know, we might look at it at the end of the year and go, wow, the Steelers really played good. Mike Tomlin is a really good head coach. So we'll see if they can yeah, get the most gets, out of Trubisky. He and, seems to somehow get nine wins out of anybody. Yeah. Um, I just don't think nine or ten is going to be enough. I think Cincinnati no, no. wins 12 or 13 easily. You know, and, 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 you know, Deshaun comes back early. He might take off and he, the talent, the talented team that, that the Browns are, but without a, a good quarterback, you, you know, winning is very difficult in the NFL. Yeah. All right. Let's go over to the AFC South here. And this one, I got the Colts winning this one. I think adding, I think adding Matt uh, Matt Ryan upgrades the quarterback position um, quite a bit. Matt Ryan's still a pretty decent quarterback. If you protect him, he can put up his numbers. Um, with that and a solid defense, which the Colts do have, and a uh, a solid running back that's going to help Matt Ryan. As um, they might not have that many wide receivers. But I think the Tennessee Titans are going to fall off. I'm not a big believer in, in, in Tannehill. Um, I, I just think they got worse losing their best wide receiver. So I, I think the division got worse. They got the Houston Texans in there, and they're not going to win anything. Um, so I, I think this is a good thing for the Colts. I think the Titans fall off this year. They're going to kind of figure out how to stop Derrick Henry and, and slow down Tannehill without that number one wide receiver. So – I got the Colts winning this one. Uh, Craig, how about yourself? Um, I've got the the Titans. I just think that Derrick Henry is, even at 27, which is like 94 in running back years, um, I still think that that they have enough talent um, to to outdo the Colts. I've never been a big Matt Ryan advocate. I've never – I didn't really care for him in, in Atlanta. I think he's on the back side of his career. I think maybe he has a little bit better of a resurgence because I think the Colts offensive line is better than what he had in Atlanta. Uh, it gives him some time, but I just, 
I think the Titans um, squeak it out. I don't think it's a runaway. I think it could be the Colts, but I really think the Titans squeeze it out in the long run. Yeah, those two teams are definitely going to fight for the top spot. Yeah, Jacksonville and, and, and the Texans are out. You know, I, um, I, I think Jacksonville improves this season because of the head. They don't have a head coach as an knucklehead, um, and I, I you know maybe they can get the most out of their quarterback there. But I, I you know, it's still not enough to compete with the other two. I just think the Tennessee Titans fall off a little bit there with Tannehill, and I do like their head coach. That's what I do like about Tennessee. Um, yeah, is yeah, uh, Vrabel, and he's. he's he, could easily see them winning the job. division. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, this this other division, the AFC East, I think is the easiest one to pick, but I'll go ahead and let you take that one over there first, Craig. Who do you got winning the uh, AFC East? And I, I think we know I think we know if we heard the quarterback list. Um, uh, I think we know who's going to uh blindfoldedly win the AFC East. Um the Dolphins could probably if Tua is really what Tua was supposed to be when they drafted him with the addition of the cheetah and the things they've done on defense and everything like that. Miami could kind of compete, but I just don't think, I mean, I think Buffalo could be 14 wins, 15 wins. I mean, I, I the Buffalo Bills, I think they're on a revenge tour. I think they have things to prove and acts to grind from last year by being should have been in the Super Bowl and and allowing Kansas City to go up and down the field like they weren't out there. I think the Bills have a, 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 a field to prove and I think they walk into the division. This this is the easiest I think one of the easiest picks of them all. Um, Buffalo Bills won this division. They got they got one of the best rosters in the NFL. They got one of the best quarterbacks, definitely a top three quarterback uh, in the NFL. And if your quarterback list isn't doesn't have Josh Allen in the top three, I don't even want to debate quarterbacks with you because you don't know what you're looking at. And this team, the easiest, I, I think Patriots will always compete with Bill Belichick, and they had the rookie will get better there. But um, Miami could be a could be a up and coming team if Tua is the guy. That's a big question mark though, from what we've seen from him. Um, they do have talent around him, and Tyreek Hill's over there hyping him up. And so we'll see we'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be interesting team to watch. But I, I think the Bills is it's a cakewalk to the division, thirteen and four, fourteen and three type of team probably this season. Um, and Josh Allen's revenge tour. This is. This is his yeah. revenge tour, and we'll see what happens. But and, and I think Mac Jones takes a little bit of a step back this year. He had a really good rookie year. He he proved a lot of people wrong. They make the playoffs, and I, I just think that that um, he doesn't have as successful as a as a sophomore season. And and I don't think I think the Patriots take a little bit of a step back, and and so I think the the Bills in each division game. I don't. I think they're all. You know, I think they probably are favored in all the division games, and and when you when you're six and zero or five and one in a division, that's going to really jumpstart you to to having a good start. Right, and 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 when the when the Patriots have such a horrible draft, it, it's kind of like, ooh, do we do we really yeah. trust Bill Belichick? And then they trade overcome? they trade nah. Keel Harry, you know, and and you know, uh, I mean, and not he was their not their number one guy by any means, but I mean, he's still a weapon that that now isn't there. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, um, <laughs> I heard that gulp on the 
on here. <laughs> um, sorry. Anyways, the AFC West, this is the division to beat. This is the toughest division going into the NFL. And uh, this one was a tough pick. We we talked about the Raiders being in the top ten. I think we put every team in this in this division in the top ten last week when I did. we did when we did our our, our picks and um I believe I did if I'm not mistaken, but um and I gave it away last week. I got the Chargers winning this division. I sorry, Jeff. I you you might be listening. Jeff couldn't join us this Friday. He had a crazy busy day, but um the Chargers, what they did over the offseason was fantastic. They added they added uh, great defensive help. They've got Khalil Mack on the other side of Bosa to get to get to the quarterback. They added one of the best cornerbacks in the league to go back there in the back of the backfield, defensive backfield. And this quarterback, I love this quarterback. He's not afraid to throw the ball downfield. He is aggressive with the football. He's got a rocket of an arm. He's smart with the ball. He's young. This guy has the whole package. He is he is just amazing. I love the, I love to watch him play. Um, and the roster on paper says they should be good. Now, I know roster on paper isn't everything, okay? They've got to put it together. They've got to win games. They've got to win when it counts. They've got to win playoff games. But I just think um, the division's kind of figured out Mahomes a little bit. I think Russell Wilson will be good this season with the Denver Broncos and that defense and that offense. I think um, – that, that he, that, that I wanted to pick them to win this division, but I think him being so new, learning a new system, new guys, it could slow him down a little bit. You could win 10, 11 games in this division and not make, not win it, which is, is was pretty crazy. So, but I got the Chargers winning this division. Um, but everybody, everyone in this division, except the Kansas City Chiefs, got better in the offseason in my opinion. And so this is going to be a tough division. And we talked about that and you, you, you guys know that, but Craig, AFC West, who do you got? Who you got? Here I was thinking that I was going to shock the world. Um, I got the chargers as well. I think this for kind of the same reasons. I think that I don't think Russ, I think maybe in year two, I think that becomes the powerhouse that it's supposed to be or, or the back half of year one. Um, I think Kansas City, I mean, if you doubt them, then we've, we've doubted Kansas City a million times and they proved us wrong every year. But um, I just think that, that the Chargers have done the, the made the trades and made the Moves to me better. I mean, I love Justin Herbert. I put him up. I don't know three. I think you really love you know, Justin Herbert. Uh, and and <laughs> I think I mean this kid can make any throw. He's he's almost as talented as Allen. And and the only thing he doesn't have that Josh Allen gives you is the mobility. I mean Herbert does have some, but he's not as fast as as Allen um, mobile wise. But I just think he can make every throw. He's not afraid of competition. He's not afraid to deal. I know people say the Chargers find a way to charger it up and are going to choke. And, and you know, um, and maybe they do. But I just think this year is a little bit different. And I think that the, the San Diego Chargers win the AFC West. And I think it's going to be a absolute – if that division is playing – 
each other head-to-head, it's going to be you need to turn the TV on and watch it because I think every division game is going to be down to the final gun, and it's going to mean a matter of winning that division and losing that division. I think they're going to beat up on each other. I think they're going to, you know, jockey for positions, and I really think that the AFC West is, is going to be the division to watch. We could see three of those teams next year in the playoffs. Easily. I think, honestly, you do, because I think that the only teams that come out of the East and the South and the North are, are the division winners. I don't think, I think your two wild cards both come from the West because I don't think other than maybe the Titans division would be the only, the Titans and the Colts would be the only other place that a wild card comes from because I, you know, I just don't think unless Miami catches fire, but I really think, that that you could have three double digit teams in the West. Oh yeah, and any any of those teams going to the championship. So you know, la- last year the NFC West seemed to be the best division, and that kind of that division's kind of fell off this year. So uh, it's interesting to see how that 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 power switches um, year to year on, on on what's you know what's happening with with the quarterback landscape that's changed and and players moving teams, but. Um, let's go ahead and head over to the most important conference, the NFC. And we all know there's the most important conference. <laughs> I just say that because my team's in it, your team's in it. Um, we're going to go to the NFC North. And to me, this was another easy one. And that's the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, I, I think the Vikings will be good this year. They, they've got a brand new head coach. Um, they talk about how he's really opened up the offense. He's an offensive-minded coach because they've had a defensive-minded coach there for a long time. I think they could give us fits. Uh, I do think Green Bay wins it, though. We got um, an elite quarterback. Obviously, we have, we're have we going to have a top-five offensive line. We're going to have a top-five defense, more than likely, hopefully, uh, with the talent we got. We got the top, we got a top-five running back duo in the NFL. Um we're set up for success. We're going to lean hard on the running, running the attack, not make Aaron Rodgers win us all, every win us every single game and carry us because I don't think he can do that um, to the Super Bowl. We've been proven that he really can't. But we're going to ask him not to be have to carry the load. He's going to have to throw the ball around. Hopefully, Christian Watson comes out on fire. His his you know Randall Cobb stays healthy. Hopefully, but. I got the Packers winning this division, and, and I don't think I, I don't think that's uh, being a homer, as you want to want to call it, Craig. Uh, I think that's just the easy um, easy pick, in my opinion. But who you got? Who you got winning the the North, Craig? Yeah, I mean, I think that that is barring an injury, the clear favorite because of you can't bet against Rodgers being back to back MVP. He doesn't have as much talent around him to throw the ball. But I just don't think any of the teams – I think Minnesota can make a little bit of a push. But with a new head coach and the Kirk Cousins <laughs> going out of going out on, on wanting to, to sign another big contract. And, and, um, but I just don't think defensively and, and uh, you know – the running back gets hurt. He's, I mean, he's Dalvin good Cook, when he's yeah. there. You know, Dalvin Cook's good when he's there, but he's been hurt the last couple of years. I think Detroit's up and coming, but I think they're still probably a year or two away. They've got the football coach in NFA. I hope that they stay with him. 
seems like they want to run through the wall for this guy, but I still think they need to figure out the quarterback situation. I don't think Jared Goff is the answer. Um, I, I just think, you know, barring a, barring an injury that the Green Bay Packers probably win the division by just sheer talent and the head coaching. They have the best head coach in the division. Um, there's rumor that the head coach and the quarterback don't get along, but I mean, I just, they, they seem to win double digit games every roll year. Roll my eyes at that. I roll yeah. my eyes at that. <laughs> he doesn't get uh, along with anybody apparently, but. Well, and that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is, is it doesn't matter that normally slows the team down, and, and that has not slowed the Green Bay Packers down the last two years. Rodgers has been the MVP. They've won a bunch of games, and and no matter what, it oh, seems yeah. like every obstacle they overcome. <laughs> so I think the Packers win the win the division. Yeah, that's an easy one. Give us uh, give us your winner of the NFC South, and 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 this this is probably easy. I say take this back. This is the easiest division right here. Go go ahead, give us the winner of this division. I think unless Baker Mayfield drops in and becomes the second coming of savior and, and deal and saves the day, I think Tampa just has enough talent to, to walk through. I think that's why Brady came back. I think Brady looked at the division. He sees Ryan leave. He sees new Orleans not have their head coach. He sees Carolina in shambles and he goes, I could put a blindfold on and father time might be slowing me down a little bit, but it's not going to be enough to not take walk my way to a playoff spot. And if you make the playoffs, then you have a chance to win another ring. So I think he comes back and signs up for another year because it's a free division win. That's exactly right. I mean, just say Tom Brady, and I don't think there's much more you really need to add on that. Um, every team in the division got worse. Falcons got just way worse. They they took a backup quarterback and said, yeah, we're going to take our chances up on, on Marcus Mariota. Um, the Saints, they don't – I mean, do you trust Jameis Winston? Their star players aren't going to be on the field this season. They're going to be suspended. There's a, there's a brand-new head coach there. Can they, their defense is good, but I, I just don't know they can put it together. And then you look at the, the quarterback battle with, with with Carolina, and is Baker Mayfield going to go in there and go ham bananas? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I don't think he's going to go into to Carolina and be, and become a, just an amazing quarterback. He's decent. Don't get me wrong; he's good enough to be a starter. But is he the guy that's going to take you to that next level? And it's just Tom Brady. Easy division, easy wins. They're going. He's going to beat up on the on the easy wins. And easy division, and it's just a cakewalk into the playoffs. And as we all know, if Tom Brady makes the playoffs, more than likely he's going to the Super Bowl. So I hope not. I was really excited when he retired. We were throwing parties over here, and then uh, when he came back, I was I was uh, depressed. So <laughs> I think a lot of the NFL teams were going, my gosh, is this guy going to ever give it up? But um. NFC East, go ahead and give us your division winner for your division. I think I know who you're going to pick, but. This is really harder than it seems because 
<laughs> it shouldn't be, but it is. Well, it is, though, because Dallas' schedule, I can look at it and I can maybe, maybe get you 10 or 11 wins is all I can get you. I can more comfortably get you nine. Um, if, if, cause I don't think, I don't think you sweep Philadelphia and I'm not sure you sweep Washington. Um, as much as I think that team from the top and, and behind GMs and owners other than shambles, Carson Wentz with all the talent at wide receiver and all the speed at wide receiver, they got four guys that run a four, eight 40. Um, I don't know if, the Cowboys and the Eagles and, and everybody have the secondary to cover any of those guys. Um, so if Wentz can get time, uh, I think he can have a really good season. Um, I think the Eagles are good, but I think their question is at quarterback. I think that I don't believe in their quarterback. I don't believe that that guy is the right guy for the job. I believe that Dak's the best quarterback in the division. I believe Zeke's shown up and he's in shape, but I also believe that the offensive line is worse than it was last year. I also believe that the wide receiver position is worse than it was last year. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas just because of sheer talent on paper, but I can get you a pass to where Washington or the Eagles win that division. I more like the Eagles. I think the Eagles will be, I think the Eagles and Cowboys come down to, what they do against each other head to head and, and what I think the Eagles have easier your schedule. And I, I just think I, I, I hope Dallas wins because if not, I think Mike McCarthy loses his job if they don't win the division. No. Now we have not, you, the NFC East has not had a back-to-back division winner in 15 years. I think 16, it's, it's the craziest like that. stat that you'd ever heard. You, you, so, so Dallas is, on paper, not picked to win the division because nobody's won it back-to-back in over a decade. Um, I think Dallas talent-wise can do it, but I also see that schedule, and I think they go 0-2 out of the gate, and I think that I can project a path to where Aaron Rodgers can get Mike McCarthy fired twice. So, (laughs) I don't know. That'd be awesome. Well, look. I wanted to come on here and be Mr. Hot Take Guy and get, say, give me the, the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't believe in, in Hurt, uh, Jalen Hurt at all. Um, they have talents. I just don't think they can get the job done. Look, the, the Dallas Cowboys should get this win. They should get this division. It seems like an easy pick. But, like you said, the Cowboys will always make it interesting. Somehow, some way, they end up doing it. And to me... They have the best quarterback in the division. They have um, they have a, a good team. They have a talented team. Now, I'm sure there's some holes, and there's holes on every team. This is Dak's prove year, in my opinion. This is the year where we need to see Dak take an extra step of taking over games um, and winning them. Like you saw when they played the Bills last – I think it was last year when, or the year before maybe when – when Josh Allen single-handedly took over the game, fumbled the ball, he grabbed, he picked it up and just ran three more yards, bulldozing. I want to see that from Dak. I think you're going to open him up more this year of, of rushing. I think they're going to let him run again. 
because uh, you can't have him running, running scared. And, and like last year, I think they were kind of hesitant with his injury, obviously. And he's he had an injured calf in the shoulder. He's fully healthy. This is his prudent year. They should win. I, I If I'm the Dallas Cowboys fan, I want to see the Dallas Cowboys come out, dominate an easy division, and make it well-known going into three games left in the, in, the, in the season. Hey, we won our division. Let's, you know. But do I think it's going to happen that way? It'll be interesting because the Eagles do have te- the talent, and Washington could be good. They have a good defense, it looks like, um, on paper. Um, they do have talent and wide receivers. And if, if, if Carson Wentz can thrive there in Washington, then they, they might, you know, give you a run for your money. But I, I think Dallas Cowboys win this division and break the streak of what, 16, 17 years where no one's won it back to back, which is insane in my opinion. But, um, I got, I got the Dallas Cowboys and the last division we have is also an easy pick. I think the NFC is easier to pick than the AFC right now. And the NFC West, that's the, that's the Rams. The division got worse. Seattle lost their quarterback. Um, the 49ers, they have turmoil of who they want as their quarterback. Jimmy G, they're still talking about trading him. There's Trey Lance ready. Uh, if it's not, then Jimmy G's kind of sitting there as a placeholder until he's ready, which is kind of awkward for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. And so the Rams, they're champions. They, they, they've got a, a veteran quarterback that's, that's pretty dang good. They added talent to the roster. They didn't just let guys leave a Super Bowl team. They didn't just – Stay average. They went out and replaced Odell Beckham Jr. when he got hurt over the offseason by adding a very talented wide receiver. They have a defense. This they're going to win this division, in my opinion. And I don't, I don't really think it's close unless the 49ers give them a run for their money. But um, and they could. They're a decent team. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good is is the best bus driver probably in the NFL. But um, the Rams won this division, in my opinion. There, Craig. Who do you have? Who do you have winning the West? There. As much as I would love to pick the San Francisco 49ers, I everything I read tells me that that Garoppolo will get traded because of the amount of money that is on the payroll and the turmoil with Debo. Is he going to play? How much effort is he going to give? Is he going to force? Shanahan to not be the head coach that he that he is known for to be that that Swiss Army knife to where he's got wide receivers coming and and using running backs he's got wide receivers out or running backs out playing wide receivers he's got different guys taking snaps you know throwing the football down the field and and if is that is Shanahan handcuffed by guys not wanting to be a part of that type of offense because they're not getting paid to be that kind of quarterback or not kind of deal. And and I don't think Trey Lance is ready. I think he showed that last year. And so if they really do pull the trigger and offload Garoppolo for finance reasons, then I think the 49ers have no shot. I think you can't bet against the Super Bowl champ. He, you know, um, uh, Stafford goes in there last year, and and Cooper Cup has the absolute MVP season of a lifetime. And I, I just think that that until until proven differently that the Rams, you know, Seattle's terrible. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals we've talked about. We think they were that was all a fake last year. Plus, they're losing Hopkins for 
six games. Their quarterback is a is a toddler, you know, that that wants to pout and because nobody's paying him. Um, and and I just think that that the time's up on Kingsbury, and I think the Rams absolutely win the division. Yeah, you got no argument here, and you know I think uh, I think Seattle might be the worst football NFL team in, in football. Except, I mean, Houston's going to battle them right there for it. But Seattle's they will, they, they will if they decide to go with Drew Locke. Um, what are the other options? Well, that's what I'm saying. Unless yeah. they make a move, unless they make a move and trade for somebody, if it, unless they trade for Garoppolo, which I don't think San Francisco lets them go in the division. Um, or or find somebody off the street that that is better. I think that then 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 yeah, they could be the worst team in football. Oh, they're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna fight for that title. Um, Other than maybe the Houston Texans. That's yeah, that's exactly what I just you know just said there that that, that the Texans. You know, I think their quarterbacks may throw. He showed some decent you know decent play last year, uh, but they have nothing around him. Um, but we'll get into the Texans in a little bit here, and uh, we're going to jump into now, Craig. We're going to jump into the headlines of the week. All right, guys, the headlines of the week we got for you. We got it. We're over our. We are over a lot of different areas of sports here. We're going to cover some basketball, um, some football, some baseball. We, Craig's going to give you a um, Craig's uh, hockey hat trick here as well. As we've had a lot of NHL trades. Um, let's go ahead and, and give you our football talk here while we're talking about. We just talked about Houston Texans. There's been no news. I figured, Craig, I figured Deshaun Watson news is going to come down at 4 o'clock today, right before the weekend. And really blow open this weekend. And, and a lot of sporting news comes out on Friday night um, where we don't really got to talk about it. So there's really no news on Deshaun Watson, but the Houston Texans have settled with all 30 women who say that Houston helped Watson in the sexual encounters, situations, whatever you want to give it, by giving him DNRs, by allowing those, uh, giving him a hotel room and doing all those things. So, uh, that's, you know, very interesting. And they came out and they've kind of handled it. I think in a, in a, a better, they've handled it way better than Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's come out with no remorse. I'm innocent. These women are lying. And Houston Texans said today that, that they were very shocked to hear about this, this, you know, this, um, what their quarterback was doing. They are very saddened by it. They went ahead and settled with all 30 women that had a, um, lawsuit against the against the Texans in the NFL, and they settled with them, saying that you know we do not ex- we do not condone any of that, and they've come out really apologetic towards it. The way that Deshaun Watson hasn't done that, and um, I don't know if this will lead into um, a maybe a, a loss of draft picks for the Houston Texans. Will it lead into some punishment? I don't know. They, they're saying that. Just because we settled doesn't mean it's an initial, you know, admission of guilt. But they're sorry that anything happened to any of these women out there, and they seem to be handling it better than Deshaun Watson did, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's a it's, this is the only way to handle it, and they try to keep it out of the the spotlight 
by by sweeping it under the rug and paying them. And and like we said before, do we believe that all sixty six women are are viable complainants? We're we're a handful of them in to just try to get money. I have no idea, but um, I think the Texans did the one thing that they that they had to do. And that was get everybody settled and get this thing off the radar as quickly as possible. I think it helps with the NFL's punishment with it that they that they didn't they're not dragging this out and and um causing the NFL to have more bad publicity in the news and 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 everything to that effect. Um, but but I mean I think. They were wrong by giving him the, the, the NDAs. I think they were wrong for, for providing in the hotel rooms. I understand the, the, your NFL stars get perks like this all the time. Your MLB stars get perks like this all the time. But, but I mean, the second the second that, that Deshaun came down and said, hey, I got one of these masseuses that said she can ruin my career, the hotel room should have been taken away. The questions should have been asked. The the head of security should have been printing out NDAs like they were going off the, the, the hot press, uh, like he was printing newsletters. Um, so, yeah, I do believe why they don't say they're at fault. I believe they were at fault. I believe that they started this whole ball rolling and gave Deshaun the access to, to do what he was doing. And they, they allowed him to get this situation to get as bad as it got. Now, did he do more after he left? I believe so. I believe he's still probably doing more because the guy has shown not an ounce of remorse and thinks that he is above the law and above the punishment. And um, I, I just think the Texans did what they had to do, but they should have done more to prevent this in the beginning. So that's why I believe that these, these payments were justified. Well, definitely. And, and you know, I, setting up uh... – I, I'm not going to sit here and say Houston Texans aren't guilty. I think they are, and what they've done is wrong. And uh, I just think they've – at least they've seemed remorseful a little bit to Sean Watson. There's no way – I don't think Deshaun Watson's still doing this. There's no way he'd be that stupid to keep doing it after being caught multiple times. And speaking of Deshaun here, Craig, you told me a report – uh, the other day, actually this morning, about someone from the Cleveland Browns saying that he's heard about about a, a very trustworthy source that Deshaun's looking more at four to six games. Is that can you can you can you uh, tell me about that? Yeah, that that come out last night. I saw it that the that the guy that works for ESPN who has the Cleveland beat has heard from a reliable source that the, the suspension is going to be between four and six games. And I'm going to tell you what, if this is what comes to light, if the NFL comes out and says four to six games after they offered, their offer was indefinite with the ability to reapply after 12 games. If they, if they settle for four to six with this guy showing not an ounce of remorse, then all Pitch the works. people – that all the people that that had the beef years ago with the NFL for kneeling in the national anthem and all this stuff, all these people that have boycotted the NFL, 
I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to be justified to do it this time. This would be an absolute travesty to the women that were, were abused, to the absolute lack of, of remorse that this guy has shown, and basically would be a double middle finger to all 66 women, whether they were legitimately assaulted or not. They would allow every NFL player to believe that they can go do whatever they want and fear nothing. And the Players Association would think that they are on top of the world. And the NFL would take a massive, massive hit. And I think with today's team in the NFL settling with 30 women shows um, that that you have to suspend this guy for more than, than deal. If the team is going to admit wrongdoing then and Deshaun is not, then you have to suspend him for the 12 to 50 to 16 games. Um, and, and I don't understand. I don't understand why this is even – Four to six is, is even a a option. Uh, and, and a female arbitrary judge, if she's the one that recommended this, how in the world does that happen? Uh, I just don't understand. I'll never understand. And I hope to God that that was just a Cleveland guy trying to get his guy back on the field sooner than, than deal. Your, mute, your mic's muted. Thank you. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything yet. You know, we were supposed to hear so something I. coming I up. I thought and, for and... sure uh, today would be the day. Uh, okay. They got these these findings were due on the 11th to the NFL and to the to the team, uh, and and that was four days ago. And and I just can't believe. Um, I mean, camp's starting right around the corner. Preseason is less than a month away. And and they need to know what they're doing at the, at the quarterback position. While Cleveland kind of put themselves in their own oh, yeah. conundrum, they, they are due the fairness to be able to know who they're going to have at the quarterback come game one. And, and I think the NFL owes that to them. The NFL does, and we'll find out definitely before uh, – definitely hopefully before um, preseason games. You can't have this guy on the field, so – the long to me, the longer it takes, the worse it's going to be. Like as far as as they're going to come out with a four game suspension, not a not a not a lay the hammer down type of suspension. I think that's kind of easy to see. I think the longer this takes, the, the better it is for Deshaun. Um, maybe get a lighter lighter, you know, and and the Cleveland Browns to get a lighter suspension. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe these things are being being filtered out to see what the reaction is before the before it comes out because you know sometimes that happens. They like they like to see what kind of reaction they're going to get. Is everyone going to kill them for four or six games? Um, yes, you are going to be killed for that. You'll be killed on this show definitely. Um, oh, but absolutely. We're, we're waiting to see. We're waiting to figure that. out. Yeah, we're waiting to figure out that the, the sentencing. I think everybody is. And, and the punishment, it the punishment's got to fit the crime. Um, yeah, and four or six games would not do that. That's a slap in the face to all the women. That yeah. is not not all the women that he sexually assaulted. To to, to, to women, women to all women in general, that's a slap in the face. Um, I don't know how the NFL can 
do that and then look at the women that are in the NFL that keep, you know, getting these coaching jobs when the, the, the you know, that we just talked about the Oakland Raiders making the first uh, female African-American president. So hopefully it comes out and it's, it's the year suspension. Um, hopefully, hopefully that's all we can hope for. So, but uh, let's move on. We have some NBA, interesting NBA news here. Um, the Phoenix Suns out of left field, not really talking about keeping um, Aiton, not really talking about it. They were like, well, if you want to go, you can go. We're not going to give you a super max deal. The Phoenix Suns come out the other night and match the four-year $133 million offer that the Pacers set on Aiton will stay in Phoenix. Um, the Pacers really wanted him to add a piece to this team. Um, they have a good head coach there. They have some talent around that maybe they could put together around Aiton, but that's not going to happen anymore. And the Suns, they showed little interest. I got a buddy of mine named Manuel. Um, he's a Suns fan, said he didn't really care if Aiton left. We talked about it before. We don't think he's got that dog in him, that that, that, that toughness to take over games. He's a good player. And I told you about this in the truck, Craig. I, I think this was Phoenix's way of saying, all right, we're going to pay this because we don't have to pay you super max. We're going to take that. We're going to be able to get a little bit of a discount. You go test the market and we, unless the deal is way over above um, what we're willing to pay, which they were obviously willing to pay for, for one thirty three, then um, they were able to get that discount because they don't got to pay them a super max. So it's kind of smart of them to do it. If it, you know, if that's the way of the thinking, um, but he stays in Phoenix. They keep the team together to run it back. They were a really good basketball team last year in the regular season, just not so much in, in the playoffs. But he's staying. He's staying in Phoenix. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, here, here was a guy that that wanted Phoenix to to talk to him. Wanted Phoenix to offer him money. He he has a bad playoff kind of after the first couple games in in Dallas. Um, they just, they didn't offer him anything. They didn't have any discussions. All you heard was signing trades. All you heard was, we're going to let him walk. All we heard was all this stuff about how Phoenix just wasn't, wasn't enamored by Aiden. They were going to build around, um, Booker. They were going to go with Booker. They were going to, you know, go with that. And then all of a sudden last night out of left field, uh, this offer gets extended by Indiana, and and next thing you know, Phoenix is like, yeah, come on back, it's matched. I think Aiden was surprised by this. I think Aiden was packing up boxes ready to move to Indiana, and the next thing you know, he gets a call from his agent. Went, um, Phoenix just matched the offer, and and nobody really understands it because now this gives Aiden full full veto power for the next year. The Phoenix Suns cannot trade DeAndre Ayton unless he says, yep, I'm willing to go wherever you're going to send me. He can veto a trade to all the teams. In the NBA these days, if the guy wants out, he's going to get out. So I I'm not really sure what Phoenix was doing here because all they had to do was the day that the season ended, go to DeAndre Ayton and go, here's four. If we don't want to do Supermax, they go here. Here's four for one thirty-three. That is the max that you can get from any other team. You can go out there and shop, but that's the most they can give you. And if you go out there and get this offer, 
or any offer because that's the max. The only team that can offer you more money is us. And so we're going to give you this offer, which this is the biggest offer you can get from any of the team. And if any other team gives you that, we're going to match it. And then Aiton just doesn't go look. He knows he's a Phoenix Suns. But to, to let the guy go look, to let the guy go shop, to get the guy hope up that he can go and play for another team, they go work a deal out. And then Phoenix just to go, oh, hey, we matched it. That's kind of a childish move to me. That's kind of a backdoor move to me. Yeah, so, and, then, and then you wonder what the relationship going forward is going to be between the two. Absolutely. Between, between absolutely. If I'm, Aiden, if I'm Aiden and you didn't call my agent at all, you didn't extend an offer to me, you did nothing to show yeah. any interest in keeping me, and then you, you, this is how you show me by, by blocking me from going to another team. To me, I don't, I don't want to show up to be in Phoenix. Right. Uh, I definitely agree. I, I, you know, that sets a precedence that you didn't really want me. So why am I here? And he felt disrespected. He, you know, he talked about that. That's he why he went to the Indiana and, offer is mm-hmm. because he felt that they didn't use him correctly. They didn't respect him. They didn't play him the right way. Right. They didn't give him the ball enough. And, and, and I think he quit in the Dallas series because of his lack of use, the way the offense was running through him. They just kind of stopped using him, so he stopped playing. And when he stopped playing, they didn't want the interest. The relationship seemed broken. And now all of a sudden, Phoenix goes, ah, gotcha. And, and it didn't yeah. make any sense to me. When you when I woke up to your text, you said that they they kept him. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? You know, we, we, there was a rumor about a three-team trade, and Dallas was going to get yeah, somebody. Was, and I was like, oh, every man, Every rumor awesome. except the way it went. There was yeah. rumors for different yeah. paths. But All not right. the one that it took. Well, I got to mention something real quick here, and and I'm not ignoring you. I'm looking at my phone because Austin's texting us. He was commenting on the show. He's like, "Oh, why did why is it the?" So I didn't think the comments were working. Well, Austin is on the wrong thread. He's he said, "Oh, I like the show. Nice have Mavs hat." By the way, I said Mavs hat. I wore that last week, bro. I'm wearing a Texas Ranger hat right now. So you're on the wrong thread commenting on a show that's not happening. So get on the right thread. <laughs> I got to call him out a little bit there, Patrick. But So I thought that was kind of funny. But hopefully he gets on the right thread, and he's our number one fan. But All right, moving on to the Jazz. And we talked about this over and over again. The Jazz have changed their tune on listening to the offers for Donovan Mitchell. You like what I did there of Jazz and tune? You like that? Did you catch that? That was, that was yeah. beautiful. We talked about this before. It makes no sense to keep Donovan Mitchell. They were they were dead set. That I guess it seemed like they were dead set on keeping him. And now teams are saying, nope, that is not true. They are listening to offers from other teams. And I think a deal will happen. You'll see M- Mitchell leave somewhere and join up with, with somebody. Maybe it's uh, you know, maybe it's he joins up with Kevin Durant somewhere, maybe you know. Portland could use them there with 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 a Dame. Somebody could use the talents of Spider Mitchell um, as a, a great ball handler and scorer. But I just don't know where he's going to go. And so, but they're getting phone calls, and I think the Jazz are finally listening to those phone calls. And we'll see what happens. We're still waiting on Kevin Durant to go somewhere. We're still waiting on the Kyrie Irving to the Lakers to happen. We're staying. We're still waiting on a lot of different things from the NBA, but. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, to me, is a, not a superstar, but he's a star player. He's um, so 
I don't. I mean, I would take him on the Mavericks any day of the week, but uh, I don't know where he's going to go. But I don't think it makes sense for him to stay in, in Utah, uh, where where free agents don't like to go, where they are starting a complete rebuild, where um, you have a new head coach, you got a new GM, you have your your contracts up in two, three years, unless they come out and, and offer you a super max deal and, and is going to keep you there longer. There's no really true reason to keep Donovan Mitchell with the Jazz. Um, what do you think of Donovan Mitchell? Do you do you think he's do you know do I, I do you think the star? Do you think he's a star in the in NBA? I don't think he's a superstar. He's not on Kevin Durant's level stuff like that. But um, he's definitely a star in the league, in my opinion. Absolutely, I think he's an All Star caliber player i think he he brings a lot to a team i think he could be the piece that is missing for some of these championship runs um they immediately as soon as they opened this up to to discussions they called new york and them and the knicks are are automatically in in um discussion for that um that's got to make um the guard from the Mavericks who went over there real happy that, that he thinks he's going to be the number one over there. And then now they're automatically talking about adding uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think uh, old Jimmy buckets in Miami wants him over there. So I think that that's a possibility. And they have um, pieces to trade too. hundred percent. And um, I think the nets, if, if, you know, you're going to lose Irving and you're going to lose Durant, um, why not go over there and, and get you Donovan Mitchell to to start your rebuild a little bit, you know, tell him he's gonna be the number one guy. Tell him that that you can bring you can bring somebody with him. Maybe if you trade Kyrie and, and get Mitchell, then Kevin Durant goes, Hey, wait a minute, you got Donovan <laughs> Mitchell. Right. Uh, let me did I say that I didn't want to be uh, in the with the Nets? <laughs> hold hold yeah. on. I, I was hold just kidding. There. April yeah. Fools. Uh and, and he comes back to the Nets and 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 they got Ben, you know, uh, Simmons and Mitchell, and they hold on to Durant, and they're right back where they were, and and probably um, better because because they, yeah, and play to more me, games. Yes, and so to me, I, I think there's a million different avenues. I think it makes total sense for for Utah to blow it up and and do what they need to do to start the rebuild, but. I mean, I, I don't think – I think by the start of the NBA season, Donovan Mitchell was not not a Utah Jazz, not with the Utah Jazz. I agree. I agree with all that. We're going to finish here with some – well, no, my bad. Sorry, Craig. I almost forgot about your NHL uh, hat trick. We're gonna, Let's go ahead and jump into that, and then we'll finish with the Major League Baseball news and uh, the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby. But um, – Go ahead and talk about these trades. I know some trades have come down here in the NHL. Let's go ahead and give it to the Craig's NHL hat trick, guys. The the trades and the free agency and stuff has been so crazy. There's no way to cover it. It would it would almost be an entire episode in itself. <laughs> um, so I saw today that the Calgary Flames um, had a guy last year that single handedly, basically eliminated the stars and his name was Johnny Goudreau and he's been with the stars from day one back in 2013 and they thought it was an absolute slam dunk that Johnny Goudreau would just sign whatever deal 
um, that the Calgary Flames threw at him. Well, that wasn't the case. Uh, the New Jersey Devils went after him harder than anybody, and they thought it was a done deal. And at the last minute, the Columbus Blue Jackets go in and sign him to a seven-year deal. And that, to me, for Columbus, is a huge sign. Um, Johnny Gaudreau is a massive goal scorer. He's He plays hard-nosed hockey, flies around the ice, he hits people. And um, so that's a huge sign, probably the biggest one since free agency and trades all went down. So then I went on to look at the Stars. They get Merchant. You know, okay, he's a left winger. He had a career high in goals last year at 18, had a career high in uh, assists at 29, um, had a career high in points at 47. They signed him to a nice little deal, about $4 million a year for three years. That's great. But I'm looking at the stars, and I look up, and I go, free agents? Jason Robertson and, oh, Jake Ottinger, does that name ring a bell, are both free agents right now. And along with John Klingberg. So here we thought that the goal position was locked down for years to come. Bradley Holtby is a free agent. That's the guy that they they won the Vespa Trophy for being the best goalie several years ago. He played 20 games last year, had a lower body injury. He's hurt. So currently the Stars have no goalie on their roster. So you might want to sign somebody. I don't know. Here we thought Jake Ottinger, the way he plays in the playoffs, has the goalie position locked down for the next year. Jason Robertson had 41 goals last year, had 79 points. The kid's an absolute stud. He's been in your organization. You home grew him from the rookie, you know, deal. And and all of a sudden, he's a free agent after three years. So I guess rookie contracts in the NHL just don't last. So if you Three see years. if you see any of these guys go sign with another team, the Dallas Stars are going to be uh, take a huge loss. So they need to sign these guys, and they need to sign them. They mad. better they better sign their goalie back. I mean, I mean, mad if they let this guy get away. Yeah. So I I and I mean I don't understand what kind of contract these guys were on because they both to me just kind of played their first full season with the Stars now and now they're free agents and so and John Klingberg on the back end uh, if you want to play defense in front of the goalie Klingberg is is a huge piece to sign so to me right now the free agent market is is wide open. And um, it will be very interesting to see where those three pieces land because those three pieces could really, if, if they go anywhere else, the stars could really be hurt. So, so they may have a new head coach that has a different view and a different game plan and different, but if you don't have any pieces, um, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't make up. It don't really matter what, what your head no, coach yeah, is. No, it doesn't really got. matter, especially in the goal. If you have no goalie, uh, you know, if you're starting over at goalie again, uh, that is a bad look. So um, the Dallas Stars need to really, really throw some money down, and they need to do it quickly before these guys go and sign somewhere else. I agree. I agree. Uh, look, getting back into hockey has been really, really great, and, and I'm looking forward to – the Stars hopefully having a good season next year, but 
from what you're telling me, it's not it's not very promising. Um, that give me a lot of confidence in the next season, and we'll see what this new head coach could do for him. So, thanks, Craig, for the ho- the hockey hat trick there. Um, let's get into a little bit of baseball here. We talked about this on Tuesday, Craig, about the Dodger Stadium workers going on strike possibly during the All Star game. Well, came out today that they decided not to because both sides of the union uh, have have made great progress in paying them higher raises. And you know, usually when these things happen, it's about more money, right? We we all like more money. We want more money at work anytime. And anytime you get a raise, it's a beautiful thing. So um, it looks like they're not going to walk out and, and mess up the all-star game and, and really put it to, because this could put this could put a big hiccup in, in an all-star game in the Dodgers season going forward here. So it looks like they're working on a deal. And hopefully these guys and, uh, that are working for the Dodgers stadium and this, in this group, the Levi group that's based in Chicago, um, get higher wages. Heck, I'm, you know, get all the money you can as long as you're treated fairly there. And, and, and so that's good news that that won't interrupt the all-star game coming up on July 19th, the all-star game and the weekend that weekend is, you know, you got the home run derby and stuff, but, um, don't know if you might have much to add to that. It's just good news. Well, I just think um, major league baseball had no other option. Um, to, to have to not have any time to move the venue to get a backup venue um, Major League Baseball was was basically had their feet to the fire and said whatever your demands are we'll meet them just don't walk out on us because we can't afford to, to lose all the all-star game and and all the the funding and the money and and the could you imagine if there was nobody to take tickets and they had to play the all-star game in front of no fans because they couldn't get them all shuffled in the building and um you know this is the midsummer classic it's the only sport going on right now and and a black eye for the sport of baseball if if these guys didn't work and and set the all-star game back or, or ended up having to cancel the game in general because they didn't have enough people to work the stands, it would have just been an absolute travesty. So major league baseball had their feet to the fire and, and had to, you know, this, this Levi group did this at the exact right time. And, and basically whatever their demands were, were going to be met no matter what, because of the timing of it. Right. And then they plan that it's called perfect timing for the union there. Some other interesting baseball news we had happen was the Blue Jays fire their head coach, Charlie uh, Montoya, Montoyo, um, because of the disappointing season. They, they're 47 and 43 right now. They're third in their division, and, and they have the same record as the Boston Red Sox. Uh, the, the, Blue J- or the Yankees have been on an absolutely fire this season. Um, but, I, I, you know, and I've always felt like this, that they have too much talent there. You know, in the with the Blue Jays roster, they brought in they brought in Springer to come in and help from the Houston Astros. They have Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, they have Kirk, and they have uh, their pitcher. How do you say his name? It's a uh, Rue. He's a pretty decent pitcher. I'm not sure if they have much in the pitching staff other than that. But um, the the manager said, "Hey, you're not you're not winning enough games. You're not doing enough for what we've brought in, and and that." Is a good. I mean, I guess a good reason because when you're not, when you're not living up to your potential and winning games you should, then 
you know, it kind of seems like you're losing the locker room a little bit. It seems like that uh, maybe the team isn't buying into what you're selling, especially if the manager's been there a long time. But uh, they fire the coach, and and we'll see who is their head coach next season. Is because you know baseball usually does the interim head coach, and they find someone that's already there to kind of take the spot. And, um, but they do fire their coach, and and you know they do have talent. I don't know if they've, you know. I, I don't think they're going to go out and win you the World Series, but you're playing in a division that's really good, and you're playing in a division with the Yankees and the Rays that are going to, you know, they always usually win 100 games almost every year. Um, so tough division, but Blue Jays decided you got to go. Yeah, this was kind of a shocker um, because, I mean, I just don't think I, – I told you when we did the preseason baseball deal that this division was going to be very difficult to to um, maintain and, and that they could have both wild cards out of that division and they could have a lot of teams out of that division. But the bottom line is is nobody really saw this coming from the Yankees. The Yankees were supposed to be good on paper, but nobody saw that the, the un, un rate they're on. They are on pace to beat the – Major League Baseball record for wins for the Seattle Mariners, um, and and they're on pace to beat that. They're on pace to not only beat it, they're on pace to destroy it. And um, I mean, this is almost what you would consider equivalent to the to the um, Golden State Warriors winning, you know, seventy five or seventy four game, whatever it was, um, you know, um, seventy two games beating the Bulls. Like, this type of season doesn't happen. I mean, they have, I don't know, 60 wins at the All-Star break. Uh, yeah. I mean, they like you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, that to me is, is um, you know, yeah, they're 62 and 27 at the All-Star break. I, I mean, they're on pace to win 120 baseball games. Uh, I, I mean, that to me is is insane. Um, then the Giants had 107 last year, and that was the the franchise best in the in thing. I mean, 67. I mean, uh, 107 is is 45 more wins, and and I think that's very doable. So, um, to to me. He caught a bad break being the division that he's in, but he does have Biggio. He does have Bichette. He does have Vlad. He did. They did get Springer. I don't think they did enough to update the pitching rotation, but the bottom line is three games over 500 just isn't going to get it done. So, and I don't know if maybe the message in the clubhouse, the players aren't liking what he's saying that, 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 you know, there had to be some complaints somewhere, but, but, it was a very shocking move at, at when it happened, right before the All Star right. break. It doesn't and, sound like they're gonna they're, they're gonna permanently replace him. They're just gonna go with the interim tag and let this guy finish the year. Um, now this was now, this player, work, you know, oriented. This maybe did they... work for Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia yeah. goes and swaps their manager, and they didn't think it was gonna be uh, a big change because the guy was under Girardi. So they kind of figured it would be the same kind of word, the same kind of delivering, uh, you know, but the Philadelphia Phillies go off and rip off a bunch of wins in a row and are right back in the wildcard race now. And that is without, 
their number one guy in Bryce Harper who has a thumb injury and had to have surgery. And, and so they're doing all this without their biggest guy. So sometimes the coaching change, while it doesn't seem like a good idea in the middle of the season, sometimes it's the exact right button to push. So we'll see what it does for Toronto and if it gives them the, the boost over you know Boston because I don't think anybody catches the Yankees at this deal unless no. there's a major injury and and the Yankees just fall completely off. Um, but but it was surprising to me that he loses a job midseason and he's over 500 and and you know it wasn't like he was last place in the division and just being terrible with the talent. He was trying to do the best he could with the talent he's got. And the Rangers, my team, it would die right now to be over 500. So yeah, you know most nothing, teams uh, would. Nothing, you know, it was pretty interesting, but maybe, you know, maybe it was player warranted. Maybe the players said, Hey, we're not buying into this guy. We're not going, this, yeah. is, this is a moo. It's a moo point. This, this is just a wasted season right now. So we'll see if that, if, if something comes in next year or, or if maybe they turn around after the all-star game with the interim head coach there. But uh, we got your contestants for the home run derby coming up. we got the all-star game. And I didn't want to go through the, all the rosters of the All-Star game because that seems like it, it would just drag on and on. But we're going to go over these Home Run Derby contestants. Uh, they do the Home Run Derby now kind of bracketed style. And, and you got, you know, one versus eight, you know, two versus seven, so forth. There's eight contestants. And we got uh, Kyle Schober is the number one. He's going to face Albert Pujols, number eight. Tough, you know, matchup there for Albert Pujols, but... Oh, it'd be kind of cool to see the, the, the old feller get out there and win it. Um, you have Juan Soto at four. Um, Jose Ramirez, you got Corey Seager is filling in for Springer, who's injured. He's filling in. He'll be the Rangers guy, so we're I'm obviously rooting for him to win it all. Versus Julio Rodriguez, and then um, Ronald Acuna Jr. versus Pete Alonso from the Mets. And um, Out of all of the... All-star festivities in football and baseball and basketball and everything else combined. The home run derby is probably my favorite. I like that the best. I like to see the long ball. Um, I like to see him crush the heck out of the ball and see what happens. We'll see who wins. Um, it's going to be fun. A fun weekend. It's I believe that's July 17th. Monday what? night. Is it Monday night? Okay. Because the All Star the All Star game is the 19th, so this usually falls in uh, right around you know that same time, right? Like, um, let's see, yeah, Monday's the 18th, and and the okay. game's the Tuesday the 19th. I was gonna say it's like it's a, you know like the NBA does the dunk contest and three point shoot contest before the day before the the All Star game, but. Um, and I like to. I always like to watch the the All Star game in, 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 in Major League Baseball as well. Um, so we'll see. You, you think you got any uh, any kind of uh, who's going to win the All Star or not the All Star game at the Home Run Derby? Well, it, it, I like it better now that they made some changes. They they don't go with the ten outs anymore. They go with the time, and and the guys get to to take a timeout and take a break, and and uh, they get you know more time if they hit a couple over four hundred feet or three hundred seventy five feet or whatever it is, and and so I think um, 
that really that really was the right way to do it. I like the All-Star game because it now doesn't matter. It's back to just be an exhibition. It doesn't control home field anymore. It doesn't uh, deal. And and I like that they mic these guys up and have some fun and let them let them you know, take pictures and let them, you know, talk to players between innings and let them talk while they're running the bases, stuff like that. Um, they should do that game. They should do that every game. You should have that. And, and they have started that a little bit That's the other amazing. day. The other amazing. day they had, um, um, I think it was the guy from the, the Dodgers. Uh, Trey Turner was, was, uh, mic'd up the other day in the middle of the game. And, and, um, so that is becoming more of a, of a staple of the game. Um, but I, I just like the home run derby. I think Schwarber has had a, a, Amazing year. Um, I think Pete Alonzo could be the, the, the first person to ever three-peat as the home run uh, champion. They say that these things kind of mess up these guys' swing and stuff like that. I don't believe that. I, I believe they're trying to get up there and just put on a show. And uh, it would be nice to see Pujols make it out of the first round, but that's a tough draw being, <laughs> yeah. being Schwarber. Um, you know, um Acuna, uh, I mean, that kid's great. I love him. Uh, you know, we wish we had nine of him uh, on our team. Um, but but I think you have to to give the, the head to Schwarber or Alonzo. You know, I think yeah. those two in the finals would be a absolutely final because they're just going to both launch balls all over the yard. Uh, in L.A., you're going to have um, a little bit more difficult at night with the marine layer trying to get the ball up in the air. and ball just doesn't carry well. Uh, you know, we noticed that in San Francisco a lot. We noticed that in L.A. out there on the, on the, in, the in California, uh, you know, in the marine layer, off the deal. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, we're not in Colorado. The ball's not going to fly off the, the deal. Um, 500 bombs, 500-yard yeah, bombs. But but feet. the bottom line is it should be fun. It should be a good show, and, and I'm looking forward to it. I 100% agree that it's the the best all-star facility they've they've watered down the duck contest they've watered down the three-point contest all that's down um and and i believe that that this is this is good the best pre-show deal the all-star game they got it right again and i think it's it's going to be a good couple days for baseball i went ahead and i ordered i want to show this off a little bit here the all-star game texas ranger hat you got the little all-star game 2022 symbol there it's a gold. It's got this cool design underneath here, and I really like it. I really like the jerseys that they've done this year, um, and they look pretty dang sick. and And hopefully, they have a, a good weekend there for for the um, Major League Baseball. And I'm, I, I will definitely be watching the Home Run Derby, um, and, and hopefully get to watch the All Star Game as well. But it's it's a fun time, and 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 one of my favorites that baseball does. And um, I, I kind of like the, the, the fact that the all-star game kind of did kind of mean something as far as home field, home, you know, home field advantage uh, for the, for the world series. I thought maybe, you know, I thought it actually had them out there trying a little bit harder, but the mic'd up aspect of it is something they need to do nightly. Uh, I'm not saying every game every day, but nightly on, 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 on like the game of the night or whatever. And that's just fantastic. And you get a lot of fun audio there. And 
Um, it's fantastic for baseball to do that. They, they need viewers. They're dying for viewers. So um, it'd be a good weekend for them. But uh, Craig, we've had a good show, buddy. It's been an hour and 15 minutes. It is time to jump into what's in our locker. And we'll go ahead and start with you, buddy. What do you got? What do you got planned this weekend um, and, and coming up or what's going on this week that, that, that uh, we may not know about? Um, not a whole lot work tomorrow. Um, I think I'm going to go I think we may try to go hit a water park up, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Um, haven't really got a chance to do that. Um, you know, a lot, uh, with the work schedule and everything like that. Uh, the heat is plenty, plenty, um, in tune for it. Uh, so I think we'll have some fun there. Uh, Sunday, we're going to bowl. I guess uh, that's going to be a permanent thing now for the rest of the year. I guess the person I was filling in for, she is injured. Uh, I just got that call a little while ago that they're going to need me for the rest of the year. Um, so that'll be Sunday night. But um, looks like we're going to try to relax and, and uh, unwind because it looks like we have another new endeavor next week in the line of work and um so uh, we're gonna uh, go and yes. uh get ready for that mentally because uh <laughs> that could be a challenge um but other than that uh it's just gonna be a, a a weekend of getting ready getting zach ready for school getting some more drive time under our belts uh He's got uh, a busy week next week with band fittings, and and we're fixing to start camp uh, the the middle of July, the end of the last week of July, and the first two weeks of August, and then we're back to school, and he starts his senior year. So um, senior nice. year is a little bit busier. They're a little bit more hectic. They got uh, a few more things to do and take care of than they Need do on a regular year. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so, yeah, we're just going to – Enjoy the weekend and uh, go from there. What about you? Well, it's about the same old, same old, but we both work early in the morning. Um, good thing about Saturdays, you can go in, I guess, kind of whenever you want, but uh, work early and then uh, just relax for the beating I'm going to get next week. <laughs> same beating we took this week, but I'll be without you. Um Hopefully that new tablet we got helps me out quite a bit, but um, that's pretty much about it, man. I, I really got nothing to do this weekend. I'm going to do some yard work out there. I got some weeds. I got to go get pulled out of front, and um, that sounds pretty boring, but that's all I got. We got – Sounds amazing. We, yeah, sounds amazing. I guess it depends on how you look at it, right? Um But um, other than that, and I, I wanted to talk to you guys too and tell you that – I did a little video the other day. It was about 11 minutes uh, about um, fan ideology. We're going to call those little segments. We're going to call those uh, the extra point. And so when we get on here and we want to talk about me or Craig or Jeff want to get on here and talk about something more or something that we haven't talked about on the show or whatever, we're going to come on here and give you these little mini- little videos and we're going to call them the extra point because it's an extra point. I kind of think you know what we would call it that, but feel free to watch those, watch out for those. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do one weekly, but just once a month or something like that, we can get on here and, and do these little videos um, or TikTok videos. But they, my only problem with TikTok is it's only three minutes. So 
it's hard to it's hard to talk. Yeah, you about might have a you might have an extra point on the NFL fouling up to Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. We might we might both jump yeah. on for that one. Uh, I, I, you know. Ham ham banana extra point of of the NFL fouling that up if that's really a true story. So um we're looking forward to next week. We got some things coming. Um Jeff should be joining us on a regular basis. We think his work schedule is going to be a little bit better. He might have a family issue next week, but he should be back on a more current basis. And we got some good things coming for you. Um, Tuesdays are me and Brian. Uh, we'll cover our headlines. And Friday should be the three of us uh, by the end of the month. And uh, we're looking forward to, to getting you the information the best we know how. And uh, if anything breaks on anything else, uh, look for us in the middle of the week as well. Definitely, guys, and we are on all social media platforms: TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. We are we 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 stream live every episode on Tuesdays and Fridays. We stream live to those, um, and then we're also on every podcast platform you can find. So, if you like sports, um, you like just to, to, to talk sports. If you want to uh, have a question to ask us, you can email us. You can write us on social media. You can send us, uh, heck, send a letter. I don't even care what you do. But get reach out to us. If you want to um, comment live during our, sh- our live stream, you can go to YouTube, watch us, and you comment, and we will put it on the Make episode. Make sure you're on the right stream. Make sure you're on the right stream, the live stream when you do it. Or, obviously, it will be on here, Mr. Austin. But, guys, we're so grateful for you that take time out of your busy lives to – Listen, watch, subscribe, comment, interact with the show anyway. We're trying to grow it, and um, we we are so grateful for those that have, that have downloaded our podcast and and continue to do so and and listen to the show. So um, that's all we got for you for this episode one thirty six. We Friday's spotlight was the NFL division winners. Uh, we got NFL training camp coming up in a couple of weeks. We've got the Deshaun Watson news that should break. We've got maybe Brittany Griner will be home um, soon. I don't know. We've got all these things floating around in the air of the maybe NBA we'll trades. LeBron instead of the Merchant of Death. Um, yeah, they can have LeBron so, freely. Yeah. Um, give us so. back Brittany Griner for his dumb comments. Uh, the, the don't get me on the LeBron rant here before the end of the show. It'll be a two-hour show before you know it, but. Um. All right, guys. That's gonna be it. We got a uh, a weekend ahead of us, and hope you guys are off and enjoy it and rest up for next week because it'll be here before you know it. But uh, God bless, guys, and always we'll see you Tuesday night. Yeah, we'll see you Tuesday, and remember to keep it outspoken.